everyone welcome back to the show um i want to do a disclaimer well not even a disclaimer i just have to do a little uh preamble because the first like 10 to 12 minutes kind of got messed up and i was afraid that we lost the whole thing because ken's voice wasn't popping up and like when i was listening back to the playback it was just my voice and i was like shit but i went a little bit later into it i mean i listened to like five minutes in and then i found out that Something happened and he got back on. So the show, the show is saved. So hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. So enjoy the show. Well, there goes my last chance for happiness. Hey, 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 hey! I don't want to hear that kind of talk. We have the whole day ahead of us. We're gonna have adventure. We're gonna have laughs, and you know why? Because we are men of action. So. Uh... What are we men of action gonna do? Well, buddy, I'm talking about something that starts with an F and ends with a K. Does it have a U in it? It most certainly does. my is it that no is it this maybe let me let me try it this way oh now i can't hear him shit <laughs> there we go let's turn back whoa no it's on a night like this when the best idea is oh i hear it now okay but does it have to be in a cemetery you wouldn't understand seeing a cemetery on a night like this can stir in the mind the best ideas for a good horror story but there's so many wonderful things to write about Bob. Sure there are, and I've tried them all. Plays, love stories, westerns, dog stories. <laughs> now there was a good one, that dog story all about... But horror stories, <coughs> why all the time horror stories? Surely, I wrote for years without selling a single word. My monsters have done well for me. You think I'd give that up just so I could write about trees or dogs or daisies? <laughs> daisies? That's it, I'll write about my creatures who are pushing up the daisies. Your Puritan upbringing holds you back from my monsters, but it certainly doesn't hurt your art of kissing. 
That's life. My kisses are alive. <laughs> Who's to say my monsters aren't alive? Me? Oh, and so the the dog story he's talking about was <laughs> Air Bud. If you've all seen Air Bud or not, but I don't know what he's referring to. What what dog story? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Air Bud. I mean, when he mentioned the dog story, I have no idea what he's Air Bud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, Shaggy Da. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, Air Bud. Damn it! Can you not hear me? I don't know what kind of reference that. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Air Bud. God. All right. So anyway, so it's yeah, about these characters, Bob and Shirley. They're so they're so wooden. I mean, it's, it's so they're so it's such generic characters. They're well, it's hilarious. I would say that about Bob. Shirley, she's got a little better acting prowess. I mean, if you can even say that, but Bob's just like yeah, he's yeah. completely wooden. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and Bob uh, is wooden. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, Bob and Shirley. That's kind of ironic, or kind of a weird thing for me because that's the name of my aunt and uncle. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Bob Shirley. <laughs> yeah, Bob. <laughs> no, Bob and Shirley. Okay, so uh, what else? oh yeah, so what I was saying earlier. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a very generic. <laughs> okay, dude. So is Ken. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm. I, yeah, I totally. <laughs> Okay. If my name was Ken, I would... I don't know. <laughs> Alright, what am I... Don't know much about... Oh, yeah. So I want to start off by saying I don't know Jack... <laughs> I really don't know Jack shit about Ed Wood. <clears throat> aside from, you know, the infamous stories about him. No? I, just, I watched the uh, the Johnny Depp movie. Heterosexual cross-dresser? Yeah. I mean, I know oh. all those kind of little things about him, but... I've never really watched his movies. I, I know I've seen... Yeah. I know I've seen, like, Bride of the Gorilla... And I've seen Planet from Outer Space, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't agree mm-hmm. with people like when they say like, "Oh, it's the best worst movie," or "It's one of the worst movies," or you know, blah blah blah. It's like, no, it just sucks. It's like not even fun right, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, there there are cool scenes in it, <laughs> but that's it. You know, like like classic, you know, kind of um, ghoulish, uh, atmospheric things. And even like the UFO stuff, and it's really cool. But other than that, like there is really no story. I mean, I mean, there's a story, but you know, you know, everybody, know, everybody listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Ed Wood sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Are you, I mean, are you, are you ripping on my <laughs> nine space? Oh yes, I am. I, I, I mean, can't I would love to. It. That's. I know, I right? Well, I know. That, fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, that's the thing too. I mean, it's like Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, you know? I love I mean, that. It's it's just a cheesy movie. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I I mean, I agree that it's cheesy, and you know, I, I don't. Sorry, I I don't I don't think that Edward sucks. It's just I'm not privy to his work. Like, I'm not that interested in the stuff he's done. I guess. <clears throat> you know, like you know, there's a bunch of actors. Like like uh, what's that guy that does the Astro Zombie movies? Ted Nichols or whatever Nichols. I can't remember, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ted, I don't, I don't. Ted Mickles, yeah, V Mickles. Yeah, so I mean, he's done a million movies, and I don't really care about him. You know, blah blah. blah. I've seen one maybe, but then again, you know, oh, like right, he's got a right, whole, right. he's got a whole like you know fan base. So I'm not dissing anything really. I'm just saying, Edward gets a lot of credit, but I think it's well, only all these guys seem to stumble on something. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just saying, like Ed like, Wood. Like they, they unintentionally made at least one entertaining movie, like Ed Wood. You know, he here he treated this all seriously and created a laughable movie. You know, well, I think that's why Plan Nine's enjoyable because. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know the whole backstory. I mean, I guess it's portrayed in the movie, but I guess I didn't really pay much attention to the movie. I, I just heard you. Uh, you know the actress who plays Vampira. Mm-hmm. She um she was interviewed recently, and she said when she was hired, she she had some movie deal fall through, so she needed the money. So when she got offered this role by Ed Wood, she read the script and she thought it was dreadful. She thought it was terrible, and so she said she'd do it, but she didn't want to read any of that dialogue he wrote. She said so she was going to do it as as a. Uh, as a mute, <laughs> she was going to do it all silent. That's why her she is completely silent in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard that too. That would be <laughs> the only way. She... Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, Tor Johnson's in it too. That's cool. We're not talking about Plan Nine, goddammit. All right. Um. So, at I guess what I <laughs> <laughs> ultimately yeah. what I want to say about Ed Wood is I feel like since he can't. Since his work happened in at that in that time frame, like the late '50s, '60s, or whatever, um, his stuff was so out there, mm. and it was sensationalized because of who he was and like the mythos behind him, and that's what led to his like infamy, really. But when I, what I'm saying is like, if you look back, it, there's really nothing spectacular about his movies, even like Glenn or Glenda. I, I've never watched it, but I've seen clips, so I can't really judge that one. But you know, uh-huh. just just the fact that that movie was made. Uh-huh. You know, like, what kind of uh, mm-hmm. what kind of uh, backlash you think you're going to get? Exploitation. Yeah. Exactly. And plus, you know, yeah. like back then, that's when people started to like, you know, take risks with movie making. And plus, there was no code anymore. I mean, the code had been done away with like 20, 30 years by then. So, you know, people were just trying to do whatever thing. And, and like even today, like people are just still trying to push the envelope in certain ways. And... Like, even with Divine, I mean, just a segue to her, her, you know, like, what, what was the most famous thing she did? She ate shit, you know? But, you know, like, she's, like, renowned. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I, I fucking love her, too, but it's like, you know, that's that one thing. If she hadn't done that one thing, oh, shit, <laughs> sorry. She may not be as famous or infamous <laughs> and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but that's all I have to say about Ed Wood, personally, yeah. it's just... You know, I feel. Oh, I did see another movie he did. Um, it was just this really weird one. I don't. I can't remember the name of it, but <clears throat> the premise was that he was home alone, and he kept people kept uh, ringing his doorbell, and he would answer the door, and it was like it'd either be a chick or a dude, and eventually they would all just end up in his bed, and it was like this big orgy, and it's not as hot as it sounds. <laughs> so huh. that's what I'm saying. It's like, ugh. um. It's just a bunch of fat naked people rolling around. Well, it wasn't. I, I mean, that. they were like, they were decent, but <laughs> it's just, you know, like 60s-esque bodies, I guess. Which I'm not making fun of. I'm just saying they weren't. Yeah. They didn't work out much. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, they weren't camera ready. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, this movie, <laughs> Orgy of the Dead, basically it's a burlesque movie. You know, Criswell awakens from his slumber. And he calls upon this vampire lady who you think's a mute at first, but then she's like, hi. I'm like, oh, you can talk. How about that? So, and then eventually they, it's just... They build her in the script as Princess of Darkness. Princess of Darkness? 
her, her, her character name is Princess of Darkness in the script. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, tell us about that. The shit you've been telling me all, all day about the script and. Well, I was just looking through the script. I found the PDF of the script online, so I was just sitting here looking through it. It's kind of fun. Which I, I joked about. Which oh, it's only twelve pages, right? How long is it going to take you to read? Because there's barely any dialogue it's, it's in this fucking movie. It's a thirty-four page script. <laughs> the movie script is thirty-four pages. <laughs> well, there you go. Here, I'll, I'll I'll just read you a little bit of it. Just uh, just the, the beginning here. Okay. Orgy of the dead fade in tits, exterior tits, cemetery tits, night. Tits. Close up of heavy riveted iron doors with round handles covered by spider webs. Two giants wearing leopard skin shorts, iron bicep bands, and headbands pull the heavy iron doors open, revealing the interior of the mausoleum. There is an ornate stone sarcophagus in the center of the room, raised up on an altar. The back wall has a mantle with a bust of the Virgin Mary looking downward at the coffin. There is a round red window in the center of the wall. A ray of red light shines through the window, illuminating the misty fog hanging in the air. The giants walk into the mausoleum. They lift the heavy stone lid off of the coffin, revealing Criswell. He is lying in the coffin on his back with his arms crossed over his chest and eyes closed. He is wearing black suit pants, a white shirt, a black ribbon-like bow tie, and a black satin cape. Wow. I almost want to read chapter two. <clears throat> okay, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so basically what happened... Criswell. Yeah, Criswell is just sitting, <laughs> sitting on his throne, and with the the va- vampire lady sitting next to him, and they just keep bringing up these different ladies. And the first one, well, there's about one, two, three, four, yes. five, six, seven, eight, about eight different burlesque dancers. There's ten. Ten? Uh, I think there's ten. Oh, okay. I think I counted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I just gonna. Attention. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would. I mean. It's, Semi why I picked this movie. Anyway, um my favorites <laughs> I think my favorites were well originally when I first seen this or what actually brought me to the movie was the redhead, which was like the second, I think. Because she remind uh-huh. she reminded me of this girl that always went to these wrestling shows and like she looked just like her, I thought for some reason. I'm like, okay. Huh. So anyways, um the redhead and then the um the cat? Yeah, there's a couple girls who are very striking. Yeah. The cat was the cat was cool when she took her um weird cow cat outfit out off. Then she was kinda hot. But then um let's see, the Oh yeah. The yeah, bride right, she wasn't So it starts <laughs> off there's first there's a native girl. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. There's yeah. a native girl, then there's a redhead, and then there's a platinum blonde. Who becomes the gold girl? Mm-hmm. Which you oh her? Let me play That's it. That's what I wrote in my notes, and she. Who I thought was pretty hot. Yeah, she was awesome. Time seems to stand still. Not so the ghouls. When a night of pleasure is at hand, if I am not pleased by tonight's entertainment, I shall banish their souls to everlasting damnation.
Criswell means business. I, you know what I thought you were going to play? What? You know, you know when Criswell goes, throw gold. Yes, dude. gold. <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's I I pulled that clip. I was going to play it. Hold on. Um, Because I was going to make make fun of it like that's how you uh that's how you maintain a relationship with the lady yeah. so, <laughs> throw gold at her that actress's name is pat Beringer, who's the gold girl dance throw gold at her yeah so i'm, I'm just kidding too i'm not trying to be sexist <clears throat> um let's see what else oh yeah so um Basically, Bob and Shirley. You know, it's interesting. I, I'm looking at the script, and they list they list all ten of these dances and the girls who played the dancers, mm -hmm. and uh, they they don't list them in order. I find that weird. Dude, like I wrote down the order they appear in in the movie. Yeah, they don't list them on the script in order. I wonder what? why that is. Maybe they edited it differently later. <laughs> what a shame, dude. Who cares? <laughs> all right. Um. Wolfman. Oh yeah. So I know. I know. I, I notice weird things like that. <laughs> well, I do too. But it, all right. All right. Um, so basically, the plot is uh, Bob and Shirley. Bob's the writer, and he's got his lady friend with him, and they're driving. But then they make a sharp turn, mm -hmm. and they crash, yeah. and that's how they come upon yeah. the macabre they night. Crash. So uh, here's the right, right, and they're thrown from their car, and you're not sure, and and they're not sure if they're dead or alive, right? Yeah. Here's a, here's a little sound clip. Could it be some kind of college initiation? It's an initiation, all right. But not of a college as you and I know them. Nothing alive looks like that. Can't we get out of here? I'm not sure. What do you mean? I'm not sure myself. It's just a feeling I've had since the crash. Like... Like I feel a cold chill all over. Now this. There you go. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> like they might be in purgatory or something. Yeah. What a weird thing. Oh, this or one... maybe that's just the people watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought, like, at the end of this, you know, I was just like, this, would, this is prime for a part two. Like... I could totally make a part two to this. <laughs> right? I would love Anyone to make a part could, two. right? Yeah. Hey, people listening out there, this is my idea. So fuck off. Remake. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Hollywood's full of remakes. How come no one's re done remade Orgy of the Day hey, yet? Hey, watch your tone, dude. Reimagining. Come on. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, basically Bob and Shirley, they get found out by the Wolfman and the Mummy, who just happened to show up. And, oh, mm -hmm. one thing I wanted to mention about, you're talking about that platinum blonde that got turned into the gold lady. So when the giants uh -huh. um, picked her up out of the cauldron, which, was, which turned her into gold, they picked her up. And when they were bringing her to the, the mm -hmm. um, tomb, it's like they went all around... <laughs> they went all around like the scenery to get there, but all they had to do was like turn, and they were right yeah. there. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you guys made your life harder, and not just that. When they got finally got to the fucking tomb, they were backwards. Yeah. You know, so they had to turn around, 
And then when they yeah. went in the fucking tomb, there's like a, a slab yeah. there to put her down. They went to the the dude in the front should have went to the opposite side and put her down where his shoulder was instead of having to fucking make all the extra effort of. It, it, you just have to watch it. It was so asinine. I was like, "Come on, guys! I know you're being filmed, but come. Did you not practice?" Yeah. But then again, I thought about they how had, they felt like it. Like they had to drag scenes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I thought about Ed Wood's. Uh, what I heard about him, like he only he only did one take of everything. So there you go. Or it might have been some other director. I don't also, know. But don't forget, this actually. I've heard people, now, Ed Wood did not direct this movie. He just wrote it. What? I, I heard that. that Was it Toby Hooper? This is one of the few films that could have been improved by Ed Wood having made it. <laughs> if, yeah, it was a different director who did it than Ed Wood. Yeah. So, uh, right. Um, so, so, a lot of this awfulness has to do with the, the director. <laughs> oh, sure. Or it could just be there's um, no real plot. It's just, hey, naked ladies dancing all night in a graveyard. (laughs) Dude, we got to remake this. I mean, come on. (laughs) We can even throw a couple dudes in there (laughs) for the ladies. So if any well-hung dudes out there want to be part of our movie... (laughs) Get uh, email Ken. I mean, besides me. <laughs> oh yeah, you can be in it too, Ken. <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> All right. So basically, they're they're just tied um, up, and then. I, hear about this movie. I don't know oh, what. There was a chore- uh, There was a dance choreographer who got fired on like day two of the shoot, <laughs> and. Uh, they say that. No, their tits got to bounce that's, more. That's why all the girls kind of do. This. <laughs> similar dance like you know they they don't they kind of improvise all the dancing like yeah i thought their dancing was awesome though and especially uh like a couple in general it's fun yeah like uh the bride she was the one that bounced her boobs around so i was like the bouncing boob bride that's what i wrote down for my Mm -hmm. notes but uh yeah they're all pretty like i mean they're obviously Uh dancers so yeah Anyway, I mean, basically, that's all this movie uh, is. It's just like a girl in an orange dress, hot. <laughs> girl dancing around skull, hot. <laughs> Tropical maiden, hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. Those are the kind of notes I wrote. Yeah. I mean, this is just a dumb movie that... Gold girl hottest. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is like a, this is a perfect movie to play during Halloween in the background. But not in front of your grandma or anything. Oh, totally. Or any party. This is a movie to throw in a, in a party in the background in a room, and you know you can come in and out. Yeah, adult party. There can't be kids around. So there's tits everywhere. Right, adult party. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, do you have much more to say about it? Uh, let me look at my notes. Give me a sec. Okay. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I just uh, want to inc- uh, in close with this. Uh, I just wanted to make mention of Skeleton Farm. Um, is I'm not really sure. I stumbled upon them probably like 2010-ish or whatever, but it's this, uh, I don't know if it's a company or it's just a dude that puts together like compilation. 
clips of like videos and such, and they, he sells them like DVDs. <clears throat> and I don't know if people are buying DVDs anymore, but um, there's a website. Um, I'm not sure if it's skeletonfarm.com or anything like that, but just search it. Um, I'll I'll actually put a link in the uh, Podbean website for Retro Three, so you can click to it. But yeah, go support that person. Um, and if you're there, buy me a copy. <laughs> okay. Right. So. Um, <laughs> I have one more uh, clip. Let me find out what this is really quick. As it is with all the night people, oh. they are destroyed by the first rays of the sun. But upon the first appearance of the deep shadows of the night, and when the moon is full, they will return to rejoice in their evil lust and take back with them any mortal who might happen along. Yes, they were lucky, those two young people. Would you stop? May you be so lucky. But do not trust to luck at the well, full of the moon. When the night is dark, make a wide path around the unholy grounds of the night people. Who can say that we do not exist? Can you? But now, we return to our graves and... Would you stop chewing subliminal messaging? And you <laughs> may join us soon. <laughs> <laughs> this was finishing Criswell's speech. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... <laughs> when am I going to read this? Um, you know what? I, I would rate this a five on the scale of just a fun, dumb thing to put on. You know, in the background or whatever. And it's... Right. It holds your attention, you know. You'll, I mean, it's colorful. It's yeah. Interesting. Um... But as a movie... It's got some interesting exotica-type music, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect for you. It's the kind of stuff you play on your uh, show. Right? <laughs> I think I could, like, rescore the whole movie <laughs> mm -hmm. and come up with a better movie. And maybe re-edit it. I know. What What? What the hell, dude? What, what do you think I'm saying? We need to just do this. Let's do it. We're going to do this next... Do something movie. Orgy of the Dead, or we'll just call it... Uh, dancing chicks in the graveyard. What could we mix Duh. this movie with to make it interesting? Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> what if we mix all three of these movies together? Point of Terror, <laughs> Orgy of Breaking All the Orgy of Terror. <laughs> oh, <okay>. I, <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, um, as a movie, though, I would uh, I'll give it a three because it's just. It's 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 a cult movie, you know. It's not something you know that can win an award or anything like that. Or yeah, it's, totally it's, it's a party movie. Yeah. yeah, it's not something that's going to change your life. It, it feels <laughs> like something that is raw material to be something cooler. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a diamond in the rough. It needs polishing. <laughs> All right. So what do you rate it? Should, should we discuss should, when we started recording? We, you know, before I, I'll give it a three to two. Also, okay. Um, we were talking about how the paperback, the Greenleaf paperback from nineteen sixty six. Yeah, there's so a paperback version of this too, based on the movie. Y'all. Five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's another stupid. All right, I just uh, want to sidetrack really quick. I think it's about how like prices are uh -huh. for like old items. Like I, I get things being valuable, 
Yeah. But, you know, sometimes that's only in the person, like, the perception of the person that owns it. Like, let me let me give an example. Like, I have this Windsor McKay book that's, uh, well, my ex-girlfriend's bought it for me for Christmas, but it's, uh, Windsor McKay was the creator of Little Nemo and was, like, one of the most profound illustrators of the early 20th century. But, uh-huh. um, so he's got these yeah. collections, of the, these hardcover bound books of his work. But this one I have is a collection of the Rare Bit Fiend comic. And the the book itself is huge. It's like, I want to say it's like four feet by two feet. Like, it's a really long, like, if you turn it sideways, oh. it's like as long as a newspaper. But um, it's hardbound, and it's just, it's like probably like 400 pages. But anyways, this book goes for like a thousand plus online, like brand new. I think I I think uh, my girlfriend bought it. It was like okay. It was like a hundred bucks or something like that when it came out. But and um, you know it. That's the thing. It's like I have my copy of it, and like I would never even think to sell it, like because it's just one of these things I have, and it's very informative too. There's like a lot of cool. We'll have to do a Windsor McKay show eventually because there's so much to talk about. He's like he was very influential on okay. everything, and when we do the show, people will know. So, all right. Oh no, uh, I know that. Okay, so. Um, but yeah, the book is like, it goes for whatever, but who's going to buy it? That's the thing. It's like, I know he's, I mean, he's ha- he has to have more fans than me, you know? Cause like they're still putting out books and collections of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but who's going to pay like, I can't believe in 2015 they reprinted it in hardcover. <laughs> oh no. These books sell out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but I when, I don't know. I would think would be available pretty soon on uh, PDF you know, free book service. <laughs> I'm sure I could find it. I'll get I'll get it for you. I'll, I'll do an audible version. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was a PDF of this book instead of just the script. <laughs> and she danced. <laughs> and she well, danced some more. Want me to read the uh, opening lines? Of no, the, no, we're gonna move on from the script. No. Right. Point of Terror, 1971. Okay, sure. Yes. They're, they're pretty good. It's pretty good. Right? Stop it! <laughs> what is the outer limit of fear that drives a man to the point of terror? Stop it! <laughs> Almost unbelievable. Damn it, Ken. Oh, never mind. Stop. Gonna... You... I'll stop it. You can. I'm playing the next sound clip. Can you hear it? Everyone knows Criswell. <laughs> All right, I'm playing the Point of Terror trailer. Was it from the? Yes. While you were talking, I was trying to play the goddamn tra- trailer for t- Point of Terror. So be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> what is the outer limit of fear that drives a man to the point of terror? To be somebody. That's all I've ever wanted. And I'll do anything to get it. This is what I am and what I'll always be. And what drives a man from the point of terror and into the arms of his mistress's daughter? Where's Helene? Sleeping. Mother? 
If you can stand the shock of the dark side of fear, you must see Point of Terror. Or if you can stomach Tom Jones type music. Right? <laughs> it's it's actually a guy named Peter Carpenter. Yeah, I I know, but Oh my god, this guy. He's All right, the, so he's the poor man's Tom Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh I Ken suggested this movie. Listening. Hey, but, but Diane Thorne's in the movie. Is is she the lady that plays <laughs> Yeah, Andrea? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about her in a second. All right, so 1971. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of bad. I I don't. I never get the directors' names or anything. Do you have that information? Uh the director is um, Alex Nicole. Is the guy's name? Alex Nicole. Hmm. I don't know what else he's done though. Yeah. Uh, and has Peter Carpenter been in anything? Do you know? I didn't look that up because I didn't care. Yeah, he's been in some other movies just like this. Other other bad movies of this ilk, this exact ilk. In fact, I, he's done some other films with Diane Thorne, so I was starting to think that they're a team-up, you know? Like, <laughs> like um, in like the uh, 70s, Peter Carpenter and Diane Thorne were... <laughs> like, um, what's like uh, I don't know. <laughs> fuck, Bob Hope and... um. What's a modern couple that are always uh, together. Cheech and Chong, um, Kevin Hart and The Rock. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel and The Rock? I don't know. Yeah. We're the same guy. Just throwing John Cena, too. All right. So, <laughs> Point of Terror. It's about Tony Trellis, who is a singer. <clears throat> it uh, The movie opens up with a, with his uh-huh. act, and it's it's crazy. Like, it made me think about it too, like uh, like music musical performers, like the weird mannerisms some of them have, or like uh, it, it's so weird. Uh-huh. Like when you're up on stage, like I I've even thought about this. Like when I'm performing, it's like uh, you know some things are so cheesy. It's like why would like even that that video I sent you and Nick um, about that Ozzy concert, like he started doing jumping jacks <laughs> like uh-huh. during the middle of the song. I'm like. Dude, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This song requ- requires yeah, you know, no he, jumping he, jacks. He basically does <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, he's not he's not as good as David Lee Roth, but like fucking, but sit, Ozzy's sitting there just clapping his no. hands like an old lady. He's like, "Come on, everybody!" He's like, "Dude, you were old. <laughs> you you were <laughs> well, old yeah. back when you were young. What the fuck?" Anyway, we're not talking about Ozzy, so. He, he does all his live shows the same way, basically. So Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so Point of Terror. All right, so it starts off with Tony and his performance, but then he wakes up from it, so it was just a dream, and you find out he's on a private beach. Can you Hi there. Hold the, I'm Andrea That's a spoiler. Mind if I sit down? Go ahead. It's a public beach. Mm-mm. It's my beach. You mean I'm trespassing? <laughs> that depends. Well, you must like your privacy. I know I like mine. Oh, please, don't go. Hey, what's your name? Tony Trellis. How do you do, Tony Trellis? 
Drums? No, I'm a singer. Oh, where? Lobster house. Oh, my old hangout. I haven't been there in months. <laughs> you ought to come down and catch a show sometime. I'll do that. Yeah, two shows a night. Yes, I know. No cover. And no minimum. So, yeah. <clears throat> uh, first off, like, I can I guess you kind of got to watch the movie to kind of gauge it, but I guess and it might be kind of sh- uh, foreshadowing a little bit, but Tony's character is like very arrogant. But then again, he's not. Like um yeah, he, he shows signs of like, you know, um <laughs> human decency at times. But then other times he just seems very devious. And you never really we'll we'll get to yeah. it later. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. You know, you're right. I mean, you're not sure if he's he's trying to be a gigolo or not. You know what I mean? In the beginning, mm-hmm. and then like suddenly he's acting like he's got morals about. Yeah. You know, it's being it's, at the beck and call the rich uh, woman there. Yeah, it's just really weird. So, uh, we just met um, Andrea, and she's. Uh, we'll get to everything in a minute. We'll, I'll play some more sound clips, but she's uh, the wife of a fame, uh, like a producer, or like some rich uh, guy who he's got his hands on a bunch of different things. Like I don't yeah. know, they mention it in the movie, but, um, he, he, but, he owns a record company and label and yeah. And he happens to be wheelchair bound. Yeah. Which we'll find out why later too. Um, but when he first, uh, when Tony wakes up from his, uh, daydream from screaming, he looks over and he sees this bikini lady just walking down the, down the, um, the rocks and uh that's very it was a very striking mm-hmm. scene a, a very memorable yeah i was like whoa i think i want to yeah. watch this movie because <laughs> like from that opening act i'm like what am i what am i fucking watching yeah and just the way she was dressed mm-hmm. too and like she had like these ribbons in her hair too and she looked young <laughs> compared to like later in the movie it's like i'm not i'm not making fun of her mm-hmm. looks by any means but it's just like it's kind of interesting because you, usually in mo- a movie you want to get like the most attractive female lead, I guess, right? But there were scenes where like the shadowing or whatever just made her look a little older. But then again, I mean, she might not have been. I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I you know, it, it, I, don't know, I feel bad about like saying that too, but she did look a little older. But I mean, oh, she's still hot, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to think. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Is this before Diana Thorne? Um, is this before she did uh, Ilsa, She Wolf of the SS? Oh no, no I don't. Ilsa, I, she Wolf of the SS came. I don't know anything about her her That's career. Who that so. is. Oh really? I thought that oh, was um. I thought that was oh, Sybil. Okay. Sybil Danning, or is she um? No, Sybil Danning. No, she's caged heat, Diana right? Thorne. Okay. Okay. Well, I've never watched those movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I know you have. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll do this next clip. It's the ending of what their conversation. Here we go. You're not leaving already. Remember, I'm a working boy. Say, we were just getting started. We? When can I see you again? Like I said, I'm at the lobster house. Why don't you come down and catch my show? I'll do that. 
Thanks for the use of your uh, private beach, huh? Oh, anytime. No cover, no minimum. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that. So, he, like, um, like I was saying, like he's really cocky, and the way he's talking to her, like, um, I guess I want to put a pin in what I'm saying right now because I don't want to spoil anything what I'm going to say later because uh-huh. it, it would kind of ruin the plot, I guess. But yeah, it's just. Uh, when we're introduced to Tony, you know, he just seems like this cocky kind of playboy type character. And from, we didn't really hear much of like her history, but in, in between those two sound clips I played, they showed a scene where her husband was like looking on the guy in the wheelchair, Martin. And uh, there's a part later where, um, all right, we'll get to it. Cause I think I sound clipped it, but we don't really know who she is. Like all, you know, she just mentions that it's her beach, so you gotta know she comes from money. So, so I'm just gonna foreshadow a little bit. So I think Tony might have known that. That's why he was there. So, and I kind of have a feeling like he was playing um, dumb, like at certain parts of the movie. And I guess right, he pretends like he doesn't know who she was. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll um. Yeah. We'll kind of just leave it at that and then see if we can, like... All right, so um, I think the next thing... Let's see, private beach, no cover. Oh, yeah, so he's at the lobster house, and we get to meet... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, is it Sally? <coughs> is, is Sally his girlfriend? I think that's her name, because... Yeah. All right, so... Uh, is it Sally? I can't remember. I think so. I have to pull up. It is. It is. Um, so uh, he's getting ready for a show, and you get this little exchange. How's my man? Oh, better now. Your lady friends are out there in droves tonight. Yeah, same old tired faces. Give him a good show. Easy with the hips, huh? Same as for me. Hey, come here. Down, boy. Yeah, you know, I like to warm up before a show. Tony, you'll spoil your makeup. Mm. Tony, I have to get back on the floor. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, stop. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. (laughs) Spoiler alert, he didn't stop. So, that's going to be a... (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be a thing later <laughs> you know kissing on her neck that's all he did was I, I kiss her mention, neck i was looking at at the story at the story credits this this peter carpenter vehicle he not only stars in it he wrote the story for it and uh-huh. and you know he didn't write the screenplay he got two other people to write the screenplay but he wrote <laughs> the original story so so this was a, a a thing he wanted to do like he had enough clout that he got you know his his say his story his his starring role you know makes sense he brought back some an actress who he worked with before so you know nice oh yeah so all in all like in a, I, the reason I picked this movie is it was called a Grindhouse Classic. 
and uh, and I, I had never seen it, so I was like, oh, I want to see this Grindhouse movie, you know. And now you did. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually. To, and now we have to um to not completely like just uh, foreshadow or uh, get my review already, but I love this movie. Um, uh, there's a few reasons why I love it. First and foremost, there's hot babes in it, which is always my key thing. The only TNA, th- yeah, got lots of TNA. But it's it's not it's kind of modest though. You don't really see a lot. You only get to see the one chick's boobs. Um, no, you get to see the other right, chick's right. boobs a little bit, but um, you, there's not a whole lot of nudity. You get to see uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's not long and gratuitous, but it's you know, it's there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but but you know, like the acting too, like um, how the ladies act. All right, so what I want to get to, let's see. Sound clips. Uh, why not now? Just let me play a couple sound clips and then we'll talk more about it. All right. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lobster House proudly presents Tony Trellis. This is what I am and what I'll always be. A drifter of the heart Until love changes me Take me for myself Let your mind run free And find what lies ahead Alright, that's enough of that bullshit. Man, I cannot like... Alright, <laughs> so usually these Ooh, movies... song. <laughs> it, it encapsulates this whole theme. <laughs> Yeah, and going back to what you're saying. It's a drifter of the heart. <laughs> and I'll always be. Dude, shut up. All right, so, yeah, like what you're saying, now that you mentioned, like, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Peter Carpenter, you know, pretty much Peter. did all this stuff. It's yeah. like, it kind of makes more sense now, and it kind of, like, sets the narrative in a new way. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's also, like, really... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, uh, I don't want to spoil it yet. So, I guess I'll get there too. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, there's so much to say about these characters. I just want to play a couple sound clips before we start diving to. Let's see. Why not now? Okay, I'll play this okay. one. Here we okay. go. Order me a drink. I've got to go change. I'll be back in a minute. Okay, so I guess I should set this up. So after Tony uh, left the beach, he, we go to the nightclub, and that's where he uh, was talking to Sally, and they did a little nookie, and then uh, he performed, and then that's where um, D- uh, Andrea was. She was just sitting there watching. And uh, that little exchange right there, he's like, order me a drink, I'll be right back. But the way he says it to her, it's like, what? And she's like, okay, sir. You know, it's like, but, you know, a little bit later, you'll, you'll, there'll be a little more exchange between the two. And it, that's what I, I guess that's what I'm getting at is I'm, I'm dying to talk about their, their dynamic, but we'll get there. Okay, so let me play the rest of this clip.
I see you made a big hit with the upper register. Yeah, who's that? The one you were playing up to. Who do you mean? <laughs> you didn't know she was Madame National Records? Well, well. Don't get so excited. There's a Mr. National Records. Yeah, well, he's not sitting with her, though, is he, baby? No. Well, then there's nothing to worry about, huh? I'll see you later, huh? How much later? Much, huh? Sorry, I took so long. You're good. It's quite a show you put on. Thank you. Tell me, do you ever put it out? <laughs> what? You're back. No, no. Hey, so you like my act, huh? Very much. I'm be surprised somebody hasn't picked you up and cut a record. Well, the last one I cut cost a small fortune. Mm -hmm. Did it sell? I heard it once on a local radio station. I'd like to hear it. Anytime. What's wrong with now? Okay. I mean, I'm through for the night. Well, let's go. It's rather, rather heartbreaking because Sally's watching on while he takes off with his fucking blonde bimbo. And it's so weird, too, like the, like when he's talking to mm -hmm. Sally about this, like, yeah, who's that, baby? And it's like, you know who I'm talking about, you fucking dickhead. But she's, like, playing all nice to him, you know, like, you know, because, I mean, I guess she expects that he's her man, you know. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking to see shit like, I mean, yeah. obviously in a movie, uh, it's the plot, but. So you obviously feel for Sally, and you kind of get a different aspect of um, Tony. You know, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was really sweet to her when he was, like, you know, warming up before a show. But then he's just treating her really cold. So, uh -huh. typical male. He's got his career to think. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his, he's got his <laughs> other head to think about. <laughs> All right, so. Um, he's climbing. Yeah, climbing yeah. the corporate ladder one girl at a time. Yeah. So, it's the story of Madonna. Um, what else? Uh, uh, so, so there's, a, there's another movie he did with, with Diane Thorne called Love Me Like I Do from 1970. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for it on YouTube, and I guess it used to be there, but they kept pulling it because it's a, technically an X film. Oh. Maybe I can find it. Love me like I so love love me like I do or love so, yeah. love me like I do. Nineteen seventy, yeah. It, it's all, it's with the same cat. Well, two of the members of this cast, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if they were just like a a group, like kind of like Second City, where they just all get together and make shit together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, they play different characters in every movie. Right. right. Okay. So uh, why not? Oh yeah. So well. So uh, I, I was I was. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Okay, so you were gonna say I don't want you to lose your point. So Tony and uh, Andrea they meet up, and 
uh, Tony pretty much plays her and is like, hey, um, it's been a week. Are you going to tell me about, you're going to get me a deal? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, all I have to do is call. He's like, when are you going to do it? So then, you know, they play up the um, mm-hmm. why not now right. type thing. So so he goes to cut an right. atrocious record like that night, basically. And here, here's a little snippet. Wait, no, that's not it. Uh, wait, where the fuck is it? Oh no, do I not have it? Order me a drink. Yeah, that's not it. What the hell? Aw, damn it. Well, anyways, there's this clip where he's like, he's he's recording his his uh his song, and it's a really atrocious song. Man, here maybe I can pull it up really quick because <laughs> it's it's horrible. Y- y'all y'all have to hear this. Let's I, see. I, it, it might be atrocious, but it's not as atrocious as that opening song. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's no, better, no. It's better than the opening. It is not. This one is oh. way worse. Oh, my yes. God. It's super worse. It's the worstest. <laughs> um, to, uh, here it is. Let's see. There's, there's some good music in this movie, actually. Some incidental music. Would you some Italian it? music. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Well, I mean. I, yeah. I'm not talking about the few things. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like the little. The sequential music, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a total total Ken movie. Yeah, yeah. If anybody listens to your uh, <laughs> <laughs> your uh, radio show, it's the kind of music you play. It kind of like um, '60s esque, kind of like uh, I don't know. Would you kind of explain it? Yeah, sometimes stuff like that. Yeah, surfy, fun, yeah, '60s no, poppy, it's, uh, like world music. Um, it's it's kind of like it's Italian uh, neoclassical. <laughs> Neoclassical. <laughs> okay. You just made that up. Um, okay, here we go. Ah, shit. Life beats turning into love beats. Moving in, taking over me. That's a drum in my heart. Love the music, gotta get the song. Take it from the top. <laughs> she, even, she even stopped it. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck am I doing? This guy sucks. Right. Life's a music. Gotta yeah. give me some. Shut up, Tony. Damn. <laughs> and then what's what's what, what's that twangy? What's that instrument they're playing? There's that one instrument oh, that's, that's annoying in there. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it just it sounds awful. I can't think of what it is. Unfortunately, you're going to be using it on your next record. That that instrument. Yeah. <laughs> what would it sound like from space? <laughs> what would it sound like if I slowed it way down and added echo? <laughs> Let me try it. Reverby. Okay. So why not? All right. So um, change the pitch down. So Andrea set <laughs> and reverse it. All right. So Andrea, um, you know, is obviously falling for Tony, which is really weird, but. And then that's where you, uh, uh-huh. um, uh, we find out that Martin knows that she's fooling around. And here, let me just play this really quick. It's a, it's an exchange between Andrea and her sister Fran, who comes to comes to hang out. And Fran's pretty cool too. She's she, she looks like Sandy Duncan, yeah. if anybody remembers her. But here we go. His name is Tony. Yeah. Tony Trellis. 
Andrea? Andrea, I want to talk to you right away. Right away. Dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can he sing? Oh, he's good. <laughs> Does he have a brother? <laughs> Seriously, Chicky, you better be careful. You know Martin's a very jealous man. Martin's a wheelchair. And whose fault is that? His own. If he hadn't been so damn suspicious, he never would have driven that car off the road. He expects me to be a wet nurse to him. I've got news for Martin. I've got big news for him. But he's given you so much. And I've earned every cent of it. Look, honey, I'm on your side, remember? I'm just worried he's going to find out about this little affair you're having. Fat chance. <laughs> Fat chance, I'm only doing it right in front of his face every second. <laughs> I mean, can you be a little more you know, not that, discreet? That, that actress who plays Fran. Yeah, Fran. You ready? I was just re reading that actress's uh, filmography. Le She's the most successful one of all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's Fran. Yeah, Le Leslie Sims. She, she looks was familiar. In another movie with Tony, Peter, with Peter uh, Carpenter. There, she was in Blood Mania. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah she does look familiar. Like I, I like I've seen her in something, mm -hmm. but I, I don't. I'm not sure what. Yeah, she's like my. But she's she's uh, been in a lot of TV. She's still doing roles right now. She's doing roles. Nice. We can get 20 her. And 2020 and 2021. Cool. Let's see if we can get her for uh, Orgy of Terror. Yeah, we get her on the show. The Orgy of Terror remake. <laughs> I mean, the Orgy of the Damn, not Orgy of Terror. <laughs> we could get her. Hell yeah. <laughs> we could get her to talk about Peter Carpenter. The, re the reason we could get her to talk about Peter Carpenter is I was reading Peter Carpenter died two months before this movie got released. Holy shit, really? He had a, yeah, wow. he had he had a heart attack. Wow. Yeah, it's in the. Uh, I was just I just read that now. It was it's in the IMBD, uh, um, lead, uh, uh, trivia. It says, lead and story co-writer Peter Carpenter died suddenly from a stroke, just two months after the film's premiere, and two years before it went into national release. Wow. That's. Yeah, so he never even got to to see all the greatness. <laughs> <laughs> He'd only been in a few things. He was in a lot of horror stuff. He did like four, basically he's done four movies at this point with a lot of cult people. Yeah. I mean, people who went on to do other things, you know. That, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, this movie is uh, really good. Like, as cheesy as it is or whatever. It I is mean, a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's put together well. Yeah. And plus, like, the music in it. Like, if any movie has, like, a live performance of music, I automatically have a little more respect for it because there's a lot that goes into that kind of stuff. I mean, you have to time things perfectly and film things perfectly for that shit yeah. to even look good. And plus, like, this is, like, a low-budget, I mean, considerably mm -hmm. low-budget compared to anything else at the time. You know, it's like, they did a really fucking good job he, in this. He, he actually, and that, that's actually his voice. He performed. Yeah, that's another thing I was thinking. He it's performed like, these songs, you know. Like it's, it's, when there's like yeah. musical, like any kind of music. In, records. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, l- just now learning that stuff, like I really want to know more, and maybe the listening audience does too. We can all do some sleuthing. But to me, you know, I'm a little more conspiratorial minded, so I didn't even say that right, but there's got to be something more to it. Because Hollywood's a dark, dirty place. I think I, I think Peter Carpenter was going to be the next big... Huh? What? Hey, maybe he was a, a big coke party. <laughs> yep. Not really a stroke, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, or, that guy... You, when you... <laughs> I, that's another thing, too, that when you said that, why, that's kind of why I was shocked by hearing that. It's like, he was very fit. Like, his body was pretty chiseled. Like, I didn't really notice it at the time, but then when, yeah. like, the dialogue that um, Andrea said, like, oh, and his body. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess he is kind of, like, hot. <laughs> so. Trying yeah. to be someone. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the, the, the whole premise of this here, is, here's like. A, here's a little interesting tidbit. Do it. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do it. Uh, so I just read that um, there's a the, on the television version because there was so much TNA that they had to cut out ten minutes of the film to show it on TV, mm-hmm. and so they inserted a flashback sequence that shows uh, Tony Trellis as a shoe shine boy and a nightmare recap of the various events in the story that get inserted at the end fucking so, nice i'm gonna hunt so that they, they had to put some filler in it so that's kind of like you know that's that's pretty cool to know so now there's an alternate version of this that <laughs> we gotta find because yeah. we haven't seen the shine boy part <laughs> you're lovable it's like um you know caddyshack fans you know you know when caddyshack was shown on tv they cut out some stuff and uh they they put in some footage that only got shown on the TV version. Yeah, like when Rodney on some lawn, when some Rod- golf lawn equipment. Yeah, like when Rodney Dangerfield was like, "Hey, we're all gonna get laid." It says, "We're all gonna get sushi." Yeah, I'm like that's not what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. Or like, uh, no, if- but I, right, I know what you're saying though. But uh, they they did. So yeah, they um, cut out stuff. So and then they they have. So yeah, like all in all, this movie is really and now. That's one of those goddamn uh, deleted scenes. DVD. Sorry, it's on. Is it on a DVD? Did it say? Right. Candy Shack or this one? <laughs> <laughs> this one. So yeah, um, I, I don't know if this is on a DVD or not. All right, so uh, it might be soon on whatever. What's that fucking fake label you made up last time? That Hard Rock Zombies is coming out on. Brain, brain blister. <laughs> <laughs> brain blister video. Yeah. It's going to be out soon. Um, I, I guess this movie was featured uh, on a 1996 DVD or VHS maybe uh, called Dusk to Dawn Drive-In Trash-O-Rama Show Volume 1. Oh, shit. I have that. Nice. Oh, that was a cool... Do you? Yeah, those were awesome collections, man. I never... I, I didn't watch half of Or all of them. Yeah, there's like four volumes. And then I think Mill Creek picked it up like a little bit later and released all four of them together. But I think they excluded a few movies, if I remember right. But yeah, those are cool collections. Uh, dry, I'm not sure if... I think... I'm, I might be thinking of something different. All right, so... 
point of terror. Um, so basically, Andrea, we find out that Andrea, because uh, Andrea and Martin, because Martin finds out that she's fucking around. So he brings up a flashback, or they start talking that flashbacks of how she or they someone killed her his ex-wife so that Andrew could get you know could marry Martin yeah so right and marry him yeah right so apparently they both were in on it so that's when Martin's like we're in it together baby right so a little bit later yeah um, so so no, there, there are no clean hands here everyone is dirty yeah yeah, so we're getting at, and that's another thing right? too. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Look at it from a yeah. When you're watching it, dimension. it's like we're supposed to be on Tony's side, but like he does so many shitty things. It's like yeah. who are we supposed to be rooting for? And then even Andrea, like we start to like kind of feel for her because she's in a shitty situation, you know. But then, but then right. you know, like you said, no one's hands are clean. I mean, those two characters or those three characters basically. But then you get the other characters like Sally, um, right. Helene, who we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. And then Fran, you know, who who loves her sister. Yeah. She doesn't know her sister was an accomplice in murder. So anyway, um, so then right. um, Andrea and Tony have a little frolic, and then Tony takes off, and then Martin comes down on the poolside. And it's like, I know he was here fucking you, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then he starts chasing around in his wheelchair. And she's like, Toro, <laughs> Toro. Yeah. And it's like a bullfighting scene. And then he falls yeah. in the pool. And since he's a paraplegic, mm-hmm. he can't swim. <laughs> his arms work, you know, but, you know, whatever. Apparently. So he drowns yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So then we go to the funeral. And that's when we meet Helene, who is a 50-50 uh, inheritance of Martin's fortune, which is his daughter, by the way. Yeah. Everything of the, the production company. Yeah. Yep. So Tony meets her. So then, then she kind of becomes the hero I think, into our mind as a viewer. We're like, Oh, okay. She's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's totally I cool. Guess she's innocent. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, she falls yeah. for Tony too. She doesn't know that uh, Tony and Andrea are, you know, entwined. So, um, right. And Tony, first. yeah, and then Tony's, and this is where we know Tony's just devious, anyways, because he goes after Helene, and you know, personally, I don't think he went for her because you know he loves he. I mean, how do you? Oh, oh no! Earlier, all right. So we skipped past the part where Tony and um, Andrea were talking about his career or something like that, and I think he was trying to blackmail her, but then she turned it around on him. But then he turned it around on her, but then she turned it right back right. around on him. And that that was the part of the movie that right. was like, that is fucking cool. They were doing weird power plays. Yeah. You're right. It was it was just weird. It was, I mean it was weird people being like that, but you know. Yeah, yeah I mean it was it's shitty how you They're know trying to be top like, who, who's holding who's holding the aces, you know? Yeah. Is what what it becomes a game of. Yeah. I w- I basically I'm just I was just impressed by how it played out. And plus the actors, like all the actors in this movie are great. Even the bartender and the waitress, their little back and forths. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, I mean, it's really sexist now, you know, yeah. parlance of now, now, the but most real ones in that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how people talk. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they're, they're very real characters. Yeah. Huh? 
You talking to someone or me? Yeah, I like the bar. I like the no, no. I was talking to you. Okay. <laughs> I said I, li- I like the bartenders, the female bartender, the blonde. Yeah. All right. So Tony, this is what we learned that Tony he's just in it for money, and you know stepping up. So he he uh he starts to cozy up to um Helene, and Helene's younger, you know, so she's probably infatuated with Tony. I mean, all the women in this movie are infatuated with Tony. Even Fran, like Fran. Um, when she's talking to him a couple of times, she kind of like gets flirty. Mm. And even when he's going to leave, like she hands right, him right. his jacket, but then like when right, he's right. walking she's away. She's trying to get him to take her to the to her bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And then that part later where she's, she's super drunk. drunk. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple instances where. up the step. Yeah. But that's another thing about Tony is like, to me, like before I put it all together, I was just like, oh, he does kind of have morals, you know, like he's not just going to go fuck everyone blah 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 even though he could but then again i was like oh no he's just out for he just wants to get you know you know he you know he just wants money and a career so then he stumbles upon helene and then he starts closing up to her and then of course she falls for him and then i think what he expects is that he's going to get the fortune from her instead of andrea and why not go for the younger lady anyways because he's a scumbag anyways right so um, they get married uh-huh. and then, so, you know, Tony thinks he's, you know, off to a good start, but then he comes to find out from Fran. Oh, here, let me, I think I have it right here. This is a, uh, this clip is two minutes and 23 seconds. So hunker down. Wait, no, not that one. Um, okay. Oh no, no. It's all right. So this is that, this is pretty much what happens when, uh, Andrea confronts, uh, Tony or Tony confronts Andrea. Um, yeah, it's not. It's a uh, four minutes and thirty-seven seconds. So, yes, do hunker down, grab a soda. All right, here you go. Hello, Andrea. Tony, is that you? What are you doing here? Where's Helene? Sleeping. Mother. You didn't. We were married last night in Tijuana. Why? Why not? You certainly didn't waste any time, did you? Look, it's not what you think it is. No, of course not. I suppose you're going to tell me you love her. You won't believe it, but it's true. I imagine it must have been pretty easy to make her fall for you. I told you you wouldn't believe it. You're damn right I don't. I know you. All you're interested in is the money. Only now, Tony, there isn't any money. What do you mean? I mean you blew it. There's a stipulation in the will forbidding her to marry until she's 25. In the event she marries before then, she loses everything. I get it all. Take care of her myself. Would you mind telling me how? Well, there's the record. When it's released, I'll go from there. If, if, if it's released. You see, Tony, I'm... Still the dealer. Well, then you're dealing to an empty table, baby. Because I'll make it on my own. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'll tell Helene about us. Save your breath. She already knows. Tony. Tony. Tony, it doesn't have to change between us. It's over, Andrea. While I was away, Tony, I... 
I did a lot of thinking. It's no use. Tony, you know I do feel something for you. It's too late. No, it's not. Andrea, go to sleep, huh, baby? Sleep it off. Helene and I are going to be gone tomorrow anyway. I won't let you go. Tony, you can still take care of little orphan Annie and, and have me and, and everything. It's too late, Andrea. <laughs> Big, strong man like you ought to be able to take care of two women simultaneously. Remember, Tony? Okay, so yeah, basically, this is where it gets weird, because, uh, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> what a great deal for Tony. I mean, two women? God. But, uh, you know, it's so weird, like, and it, he, you he know, keeps... My wife always says, when I joke about uh, two, so she, she always says, why would you want to disappoint two women? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. yeah so um so he's trying to walk away from her and shit but she's just like no and she like grabs his leg and and they have like an hour-long fucking tussle it's like he's trying to get away and she's like grabs around his leg and yeah it's like a little kid you know like and then right. it is all crazy. and then finally uh she gets on his back and then he start like spinning around like almost like a wrestling move and like her legs are up in the air like <laughs> and then all of a sudden she oh. Like she falls off, or like he throws her off, and like she gets thrown down the the uh, hillside, and she falls to her death. So um, that's then that Andrea, and um, they kind of play it off. They play it off as as is an accident, and you get a little detective guy, you know. Right, right. I don't know what happened. Blah 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 blah. So, just just like the other death of uh, the husband, you know. Yep. So, um, so you know, Tony. I I don't know. I guess Tony's gonna. Tony and um, Helene will probably inherit that the uh, everything from the deaths or whatever. But so Tony is with Helene and Fran, and Fran, you know, is distraught because she doesn't know what she's gonna do with her life now. And um, so he gets a phone call from Sally. So. And oh, before all this happened, before he went and got married to Helene and left with Andrea and all that, Sally brought him into a room and she's like, "Hey, Tony, I need to talk to you." And he's like, "Yeah, about what?" And he's not even looking at her; he's just packing. And she's like, um, "I went to the doctor." And he's like, "Yeah, for what?" And then you know, she's like, "Do I have to spell it out for you?" Because he's just being totally rude to her. And you know, you find out that Sally's pregnant. Right. And he's like, "You know what? I'll send you money." And she's like, "I don't want your money." You know, and it's totally dramatic and totally heartfelt, you know, because, like, Sally loves this guy, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he was just in it for a good time, you know, like most men. So, anyway, <laughs> she, um, he goes to visit her because she's got something to say or whatever. So, and she kills him. And mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome. She, like, shoots him six times, at, like just like Doc Dr. Loomis did. <laughs> so, and that's the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, it's not, you, you actually. I, you, you don't expect it to end that quick. Right yeah. there, yeah. It's very, it's very jarring. It's I don't like, know how whoa. you felt, but I felt like I wasn't expecting it right that that quickly to go like she's gonna pull out a gun and off him, you know, like yeah. But there you go. So 
there's an actual ending ending to the movie, but we'll just leave it at this. So you can check it out for yourself. It's on YouTube. So we don't want to discuss the trick ending. Yeah. Cause that is giving it away. Right. That's a spoiler. Yeah. So, all right. So that's well, point. You know what? what? Let's, let's just say it's a variation of, it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> was it all real? Did it, did this really happen? It's a variation on that. Right. Wow. Ken, you are very not good at, but it, it's done subtlety. Are you? <laughs> what? I, you just well, gave it away. I, I, I'm not saying it exactly the way it is. It, <laughs> it, it is. It, it's actually there's a subtle difference the way they do the ending. I'm just telling oh. you what genre of an ending it's in. Oh boy. Oh yeah. So that's another note I took. Is like I was. Did all, I give it away? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was prim- I was waiting for this movie to become a horror. <laughs> you know, like. Because, like, the whole way through, I'm like, where's... done a lot of horror films. Yeah, I thought it was, a like, a straight horror What's movie. What's the horror of it? What's, why is it Point of Terror? Yeah. So. Right. Because they bill it kind of like a horror movie, and, and he'd been in other horror films. Yeah. Like Blood Mania. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know that, but it's just, like, from the title, I'm like, Point of Terror, so I figured oh, it was... this was released on Blu-ray. Does it have the alternative I footage? just went on the Wikipedia page. Point of Terror was released. In 2017, is a double feature on Blu-ray with Blood Mania, his other his other big film. Nice. The other Peter Carpenter movie. Did it? Did the soundtrack come yeah. with it? <laughs> on Brain Blister vinyl. Uh. <laughs> me, yes, I am. It's, it's vinegar syndrome. Vinegar syndrome. <laughs> okay. I um, thought I I thought I knew who did the incidental music, but now I'm not seeing it. Harry Manfredi. It's bugging me. Throw gold at her. No, I was looking around. What was that? <laughs> Throw gold at her. <laughs> Throw gold. <laughs> you found it. Yep. Yeah. All right. So That's... let's just end this shit. Oh, this um, movie has an alternate title too. What is it? You don't know the alternate title? Yeah. It's Blood on the Point of Terror. <laughs> Blood on the Point of Terror. And it's also called known as Scream of Terror in the Philippines. It's a worldwide English title release alternative. Right. No, it says the English title. I don't know. British English? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's fucking pig Latin. All right. So I will rate this. I'm going to give this a four because I really like it. I'll probably watch it again sometime. Um, I enjoy it. The, yeah. only, the only thing I don't like, I mean, the music, like I said, the music's great, but it's not music I like. So it's kind of harder to, you know, really rock, get into it. Like something like, like I would like Hard Rock Zombies, you know, I could kind of get down to that shit. But anyway, so aside from the music, the, well, the good music in it is the, <laughs> well to you i don't like any of the music in that um i me, i me. do i love you don't even like that huh yeah i don't really care um i love i love the acting i thought all the actors in it were really great um as i mentioned like uh the the waiter the waiter and the waitress were really great um little side characters but everybody fran was fucking awesome sally i mean every main character in this was awesome so uh, the story, like I said, the plot was very twisty and turny. Um, it's the dialogue's a little cheesy at times, but 
the power play between Andrea and Tony was very riveting. I mean, it's not riveting, but, and I'm sure other movies do it better, but to me for, you know, and like even the stuff you mentioned, Ken, um, gives me a whole new appreciation for this. So, um, I'm still just going to give it a four because I'm going to, I reserve five for special things, but yeah, four. How do you feel? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, four sounds good to me. I'm going to go with four. That's because I'm copying you. <laughs> I think, you know, on a scale of one to five. It's, it, it's a fun movie. And this is another movie that would make a good party movie to uh, throw in the background, you know. Yeah, just not as It's interesting. interesting. It's got some melodrama. <laughs> Sometimes it's soap opera. Yeah, that's another thing I was saying, too. Um, like. Do you know what? I just... I just I was just looking at Peter Carpenter's films before, because, you know, he died after this one. He only did four films. He did Point of Terror. Then he, he before that, he did Blood Mania. Then there was that Love Me Like I Do movie. And then he did a movie called Vixen, which is a Russ Meyer movie. Oh, I have that. And was a rated X. So, yeah, so he, you've got him in Vixen. So those are the four movies he's done and died. <laughs> and he was the writer of Point of Terror and Blood Mania, and he was the producer of Point of Terror and Blood Mania. All right, sweet. Yeah, all right, so we stumbled upon a cult hero. <clears throat> um, what was I going to say about that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need to do a Russ Meyer uh, show as well. Oh, there's something I want to mention really quick to the audience is that I'm um, sorry that we haven't done shows uh the last one we put out, the May show, was a little late because I, I was just going to scrap it until Ken saved it because he had to go in and uh, adjust the audio for it, which is ta- daunting, and I just really don't like doing that shit anymore. <laughs> I used to do it back in the day, and I'm like, ugh. So I was just going to scrap it, and we were gonna, just going to redo it, but I don't know. It turned out really good, actually. And I think like another reason I didn't want to put it out is because I felt like I was, pan- yeah. was kind of pandering. Like, because we were talking about the Hard Rock Zombie soundtrack, and I was like talking about how I don't want to, I didn't want to pull the trigger to buy it, blah blah blah. And then Kent or not, um, uh, Nick bought it for me right there, and I was like, damn it, you know. So like, I I never really want to coax people into, you know. And I felt guilt, I felt weird about it, like, you know, like I do that kind of thing subconsciously. But that was really nice that he just did that. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, of course, you know, I thanked him and everything, blah blah blah. I mean, and I, I buy Nick things all the time, too. It's like, you know, little tiny things, you know, because I'm not. Uh-huh. But anyway, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, I, I listened back to it, and I was like, okay, I didn't really sound that bad. You know, I guess it's just in the in the moment, I feel like subconsciously I'm like, I don't know. So it wasn't that bad, but then we didn't get to do one last month. I thought month. that was a pretty good show. Yeah, it was awesome, actually. That's that's why I'm glad you could save it. Um. So then uh, was cool. Nick was going to come over and we were going to do like a kind of a mini episode where we were going to listen to the Scream 1 and Scream 2 soundtracks like the whole way through and kind of give our um, uh-huh. our uh, thoughts on all the, the whole soundtrack or whatever. Because we're, that's going to lead into our Scream episode where we review all four the Scream movies. And, you know, just talk about Scream in general. So, and Ken, I'm going to send your... I, have I don't like, even know if I've seen all four of those books. Well, I have, I have discs for you already. I'm going to send you um, your stuff this week. 
I still have to send you the one for the show we're going to, the, the other show we were supposed to do with uh, Firestarter, Pumpkinhead, and I uh, can't remember the last. Oh, uh, uh, oh yeah, Firebird. Yeah. Firebird 2015 or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In which the, that was a. That's uh, a did, we, did we do? We already did Firebird 2015, didn't we? No, no, we haven't done it yet. We did, didn't we do those shows? No. We haven't? No, we still have to. I'm going to I'm going to send you the uh, listen listen <laughs> I'm sending you 5 discs this week so anyway uh the scream okay. the scream movies are on one disc so we're going to anyway you'll have then you'll have all this stuff for you can um but that's going to be in the future we're going to do a whole scream show we're going to do a show uh all about Juan Peter Simon who was the director of uh pieces and uh extraterrestrial visitors and uh slugs a bunch of other movies too, but we're just going to focus on maybe yeah. a couple. And then, um, what's another show we're cool. going to do? Uh, oh, I did want to do a Russ Meyer one, but we'll figure some other stuff out too. But those are the next shows that are in the pipeline. But I also might do this the second part of another. Anyway, anyway. So, um, you want to get to. Oh, did you write? Oh, yeah, you did. All right. Let's uh, get to our last movie. What's that? Which is all right. Breaking all the rules from nineteen. Breaking all the rules. It's the last day of vacation. <laughs> I'm a young woman in full control of her physical being. Oh, now don't be silly. My hormones are boiling over. She's got twenty four hours to change her look and her life. Meet Debbie before. Meet Debbie. After. What did your mother say? She mumbled something about God and then she fainted. If you want to make all your red hot dreams come true. What do men want more than anything else? Sex. Sex. Mm. Stop playing by the rules and start breaking all the rules. This is a movie about romance. He was an animal pulling at me, swallowing like a fiend. Really? Debbie likes it hot. All I care about are the pleasures of the flesh. Good, because I wouldn't want my first time ruined by an amateur. Jack likes it cool. You're an animal! Devil, you. Angie likes it sweet. You're kind of cute for a little guy. And David doesn't know what it is. Can I lick your tonsils? Take the plunge. Fall head over heels over the edge. I love you. I love you too, Jack, but this is not the time or the place. No, your underwear. You love my underwear? Breaking all the rules. The screwballing comedy of the year. Breaking all the rules. Coming soon to a theater near you. Breaking all the rules. <laughs> all right, so I still. <clears throat> this is, by the way, an Ozzy Osbourne song. I know. I, I found <laughs> that out because I was trying to find this song, but I can't find this song. I guess Paul Booth <laughs> never put a shit out. All right, so um, I stumbled upon this movie. Paul I, Booth? Yeah. The Tattooist? No, and not him either because that's all I could find was Paul Booth Tattoos. <laughs> And Ozzy Osbourne breaking all the rules. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, internet. All right. So I first stumbled upon this movie through YouTube. And it was just, it's, it's kind of weird. Back in like, I think it was like 2015. Like on Saturday mornings, I would just like, or like I'd, f- I'd fall asleep Friday nights. And just wake up Saturday morning with all these different movies playing. Because I would just like watch some on YouTube, like a movie. And then it would just play the next thing and the next thing and blah, blah, blah. So... 
that's how I found out about um, oh yeah yeah this movie called Mondo Hollywood, which is another movie that we should review sometime. Um, uh, the uh-huh. Death Game, which is a movie about these two girls that basically it was remade into the movie Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves that came out a couple years ago. Um, it was originally called Death Game or okay I can't remember. There's another title, but <clears throat> so I found out about those two movies, but then. Breaking all the rules as well, and this movie, like, I don't know. There, when I first saw it, I, I I fell in love with it, and I had to order a copy of it. But I had to order um a PAL version because they never released on DVD here in America. So, luckily, I could watch it and all that stuff. But, yeah. um, like, think looking back to the movie, I mean, it's it's just like one of those '80s sex comedies where you know the guys are just trying to get laid. And the girls are just like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And to, uh, ju- I just want to make a disclaimer. It's like, it's very raunchy and it's very like politically incorrect, like very, but also saying that right. it was, it was also a product of its time. And, uh, that goes mm-hmm. with a lot of things now. It's like, we're looking back now at history and like looking at all the fobles and like, you know, looking back in hindsight, but that's, that's, that's kind of the point It's like, history's there for a reason you know to not relive it you know like we can relive it in our own ways but not to reenact it i guess like you know i don't know i'm not trying to stay on a soapbox or anything but it's just like all the stuff that happens now is like how no i with cancel canceling things and all that because you know you don't feel a certain way about it that's true i mean there are certain things that are uh inappropriate but there are certain ways to gauge them as well so i mean i guess we're all just kind of figuring that shit out now but Looking back to this movie, um, there's a lot of shit that the dudes do in it, and even the chicks are kind of it's kind of weird, you know. So we'll get to it, I guess. But I just want to say that because as much as I love this movie, there's also kind of things that make me cringe. So that's all. So yeah, it's it, it's. Uh, I never saw that. No, how old were you when you saw this <laughs> um, first time? Thirty-eight. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was probably like oh, two thousand. Okay. Yeah. So you don't you don't have any like useful nostalgia for the movie. It's no. not like you saw it in the eighties. No. Yeah, so I can't defend my nostalgia yeah. or anything for it either. But. Um, right, right. No, I mean that's because it's an. I find it an interesting movie in a nostalgic way, just because it takes place in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I always like you know amusement parks, so it's kind of cool seeing everything at the amusement park. Yeah, fun park. Um, so I I I want to mention the main actor Jack, played by Carl Morete or Moret. Um, he's a Canadian actor, but I know this dude. I knew this. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but just today, look, thinking back to it, um, my friend John John Candiata, who's been on the show a few times, shout out. Um, he. He uh made he asked me to uh, download some um, Hulk Hogan movies for his kid, so I got all the Hulk Hogan movies for him. Okay. And one of them was a movie called uh, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like one of his later movies, and it's uh probably from mid '90s, like '96 ish or something like that, where Hogan played like this ex military guy, <clears throat> and this there's this other guy in the movie who was his partner, who wasn't. Okay, so like when you look, it's played by uh, the character Jack, or from this movie, Carl Marot, or whatever his name is. Um, 
but in the in this Hulk Hogan movie, he's like this ex military guy. He doesn't look. <laughs> I mean, he's not like super physically fit, as you would imagine someone like that. Like when you yeah. think about ex military, you think of like the movie Predator or something like that, right? Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, you know, like, who? Predator. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, like beefy, tough guys. Okay, like even Hulk Hogan, you know, is still ripped and shit. This guy, right. <laughs> this other guy. Yeah. Who, I don't know. You just have to see the movie. He he makes the movie, by the way. Like, like the his character in that whole movie. There's fat guys in the military too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying he's fat. I'm just saying he's like not the picturesque like hero. And plus, yeah, he's like right. I know what you say. Yeah, there's, there's yeah and, pl- and plus, he's funny too. Like his like I'm saying like if you watch that movie, he's he's the best part of it. He's the only reason to really watch that movie, unless you're a Hulk Hogan fan. Anyway. So he plays Jack in uh, Breaking All the Rules. And he's just like this guy who he works at the fun park like for the summer. Teenager, obviously. Looks a little older than being teenage, but. Um, and, oh, yeah. They, they, mm. Yeah, that whole Hollywood tripe thing, or trope. But he, um, he's got a yeah. he, major imagination, which you only explore mm. at the very beginning of the movie. There's not like. It's not like uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure where, like, all throughout the movie, he's. He uh, goes into daydreams, or well, I guess that doesn't happen if he would. But you know what I'm saying, right. like a movie where the guy has, yeah. like, uh, like um, Better Off Dead is another good movie like that, where John Cusack's character is always daydreaming throughout it, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You get that at the beginning with Jack, but then the rest of it's all about him and the other characters. So, um, mm-hmm. he uh, he comes, he's like. He's writing like right, right. Uh, he's writing a street sweeper or something like that, like some kind of Zamboni type thing. And uh, mm-hmm. he comes across like this. Oh, I got the sound clips. What am I doing? Here we go. Bill, you here? Six a.m. Probably on a coffee break. Yeah. He was overpowered by a gang of ruthless, international bad guys. It's up to me to stop them now. <laughs> so, yeah. But then he stumbles across the diamond that's on display at the fun park, and which is going to be a prize later in the movie. And in uh, which you get the, <laughs> pro- the antagonists. Uh, it's this group of three people. Um, I didn't get their names. I think one's like little or tiny or baby something. It's this dude, a chick and this uh, yeah, <laughs> big ogre look guy. I think his name is Babyface or something, but um they they're there to steal the diamond. And they do, but they set off an alarm, so they're on the run and they decide to stick the diamond inside of a stuffed mouse, which is the prize for one of the games. So flash forward to uh and that's when we see Debbie. And Debbie, um, do I have? Hold on, let me see here. Oh, we here's a uh, Jack's dad. I don't, I don't know why I clipped this. This is kind of weird. I don't know, sir. You're gonna need your rest. School starts tomorrow. That's the whole point, pops. This is my last day of freedom. I gotta make every minute count. Gotta have adventure. Gotta live on the edge. Gosh, I remember when I was your age. The last day of summer meant going down to the F. W. Woolworth store and buying school supplies. A brand new binder, paper, pens, pencils, a new pencil box, and a razor. Listen, Pops, I'd love to stick around and talk old times with you, but I only got 24 hours, you know what I mean? Those little binder tabs, 
And of course, a very good steel-edged ruler. That was a very important tool. <laughs> yep. Still to this day. <laughs> that is funny in a nerdy way, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, this is when we get Debbie. That made me laugh. Yeah. So, Debbie is just this... Uh, well, we're first introduced to her by seeing her coochie, which is, you know, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I caught my attention and, um, she's working out with her mom or she's working on her mom's like, we're going to go get you a haircut and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't want a haircut. I want to be, I want to find a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. So, um, mm-hmm. she tries to sneak out, but then her mom's like, Are you ready to go? Like she meets her with the car or whatever. So, so they go and then yeah. you get this little thing. This should turn a few heads. Get serious. No boy will even look at me like this. Oh, now don't be silly. You look adorable. Doesn't she look adorable, Michael? As adorable as a little princess. And just as cute as a button. Who'd want to fuck a button? I didn't hear that. (laughs) Be real, Mom. I'm 16. It's time I experienced life did things. I'm a young woman in full control of her physical being. My hormones are boiling over. Now, Debbie? And now you made me look like a thousand other girls. I'm not going to experience anything looking like this. You look fabulous, sweetheart, and very attractive. Only a complete dick face would find this attractive. <laughs> Which leads to a scene where Jack's in a magic store, a la Pee Wee, a big adventure. But he's got like this latex mask yeah. on it with like the yeah. nose is a penis. Not as good as the one I made a couple couple days ago, but you know, still you know <laughs> workable. But uh, it, it's 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 a, a Nixon mask where where the nose is a penis. Ah, yeah, tricky dick. I get it. It's a Richard Nixon mask. Tricky, yeah, yeah, <laughs> tricky dick. <laughs> All right, so um, so then Jack leaves there, and then for some re- there's this just. This guy pulls his car and stops it right in front of like this opening, and this lady needs to move. And she, the guy who was in the car, left to deliver something maybe. And Jack's like right there, and the lady's like, "Hey, young man, can you move this car?" He's like, "Sure thing, ma'am." Like, how do you just get Mm -hmm. some anyway? So he backs up, blah blah blah. But then this, uh, uh, Debbie and her mom are walking out of the, wherever they're walking out of, and they're walking in front of this vent. And then all of a sudden, the air comes up and blows Debbie's dress up, and she's got these pink panties on that say "I love you" on the ass. Yeah. And <laughs> and Jack yeah. Jack's like, "Whoa!" And, and that message spoke to him, and it spoke to me, and it spoke to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It says, "Keep watching, young man." Um, so Jack gets out of the car. And yeah. I guess he forgets to put the parking brake on, so it rolls forward. And ironically, or coincidentally, mm-hmm. actually. Um, the crook from the beginning is stealing a car and the car runs right into him. So yeah. a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, not actually not foreshadowing mm-hmm. at all, but, um, uh, so what happens? Um, <laughs> well, well, uh, what happens next? Um, I don't, I don't know if even, even though that, that happens that way and they kind of, we kind of introduce ourselves to these criminals this way. I don't really know that it plays any major part later on. Well, that you know part, what I'm saying? that part right like, there, yeah, cause he doesn't actually meet the crook or anything. It's just we see what happens. Right, right. I mean, 
we, we, we see who these people are, and that's our introduction to them. Yeah. Or, okay, so um, then we meet um, Angie. Oh, we meet uh, David, who is uh, working out, <laughs> and um, his dad's like, I guess, a health, health, health nut or whatever. Gives him a, a glass full of pills to drink and to wash okay. it down with cabbage juice. Yeah. And uh, when we meet, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so when David, uh, when Jack comes over, he's like, "What's up with you?" He's like, "I OD'd on health." Um, this yeah. character, uh, David, is played by Thor Bishop Prick. <laughs> That's kind of a weird name, Bishop Prick. It's probably it's probably pronounced different, but but Thor as well. You know, it's like who names <laughs> their kid Thor? So, um, you know, he's like kind of a short stature kind of guy. Um, and uh, Jack, Jack thinks he's a like, God's gift to women, so he's got all the advice. He's he's almost like Miles from um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Thor or uh, not Thor David's mm-hmm. yeah. David's just like um, I think his name is David in um, Fast. Is it David in Fast? I can't remember. But um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, they decide to go to the fun park. But bet- after that, we meet Angie or yeah, and. Another thing about Angie, like her first introduction, she's freaking naked. Well, she's got panties on, but what a scene. I mean, she's like, she's like, yeah. she's a fashion model, basically. And, she, you know, she's getting ready. <laughs> and basically her dad's, hey, would you hurry up? I got a shit. She's like, damn it, dad. Yeah. So, which kind of foreshadows a little bit later. There's like a dialogue about that. Anyway, um, so Angie goes <laughs> to meet, uh, oh, what's her name? Debbie at the bus stop. But she doesn't recognize her. And you get this. What took you so long? Excuse me? I said, what took you so long? I've been waiting half an hour. Oh, my God. Debbie, is that you? It's me, all right. What did you do to your hair? I fixed it. Do you like it? It's certainly different. Good. As long as it's not nice. God, I hate that word, nice. What did your mother say? She mumbled something about God and then she fainted. What do you really think about it? Well, it's definitely you. By me. Do you mean the home me or the school me or the real me? Oh, the real you. No question about it. But is it just, you know, the real me? Or is it the real me, me? It's the real you, you. Oh, I just figured out uh, that that other movie. It's called The Ultimate Weapon, the Hulk Hogan movie. Oh, okay. I actually wrote it in my notes. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so um, another thing you, I want to mention. That scene just reminded me when she says, it, is it the real me? I thought of that. Uh, you remember that Wasp song? Or was it Wasp? remade that song uh can you see the real me preacher you know i don't you know, know. Nope. you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> no oh, never mind <laughs> the girl i used to love lived in this yellow house <laughs> nope you know i'll try to, right. i'll try to find it <laughs> okay one of our audience members will know, will know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah so um uh, yeah, so uh, something I want to mention about uh, the actor who plays, or the actress that plays Debbie, uh, Carolyn Dunn. I thought she might have been um, the actress from um, Re- uh, Reanimator. 
and the beyond uh uh-huh. dang what's her name um okay i know her name uh shit i'll try to think of it offhand but i thought it was her at first because like she looks it wasn't yeah and i i didn't really find much about the carolyn dunn when i looked her up back a few years ago but then again i didn't really do too much research anyways i just kind of did a little uh-huh. searching for the movie itself <laughs> um but that's another thing too uh I want to mention about Debbie's haircut. She she went from like having like you know normal looking somewhat hair to like spiked up kind of punk hair, which is very drastic from what she used to look like. And to me, that punk look didn't look as good as the other look. So it's just perspe- perspective, I guess you know. But um, she uh, I like the punk look. Yeah, she has. I know it's not bad, but it's not. I thought she looked better before. But another thing about that look is that it kind of reminded me of a date a date I went on one time because uh, there's this girl I was like uh, talking to on social media one time years ago and uh, uh-huh. we finally decided to meet up and like from her picture she looked totally you know but then when we met up like it, she she had just permed her hair <laughs> and I was like why did you okay. and I was like saying that I'm like why and I, I, I was thinking thinking that to myself I'm like your hair was fucking awesome I mean what the heck. You know, and she had a hat on the whole time, and it was just a weird date. Nothing ever oh, happened from it, but oh it just she kind of looked like that too, like the chick that played Debbie. So, um, but Angie, like the thing about the two ladies in this movie, the main actress, they're both beautiful. So it's like, and even like the dialogue is like very suggestive. So it like kind of keeps your interest, and in, you know, and plus you can, you know, there's yeah. luration of nudity. So, um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where are we getting at? So, oh, so they're on the bus now, and that's when they all see each other. But uh, so Angie and um, yeah. Debbie are like, are, one of them's looking in their mirror to like adjust their makeup or whatever, and they look back and they see Jack and David. The like, oh, here I go. I'll just play it. Oh my God, he's gorgeous. Who? The guy at the back of the bus. Don't look. I said don't look. Not bad. Not bad. Are you crazy? He is so fine. I don't believe it. What's wrong with you? I think I just had a religious experience. You found God? A goddess. The most exquisitely beautiful creature in the world. The woman of my dreams. Who? That vision of loveliness I had. Which vision of loveliness? The chick in the polka dot dress. Ah. That vision of loveliness. He's what I call Prime. Who? The guy sitting beside him. Him? Prime? Definitely. Then he's all yours. He will be. This has got to be my lucky day. First a blonde with the pink panties, and now... I'm in love again. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. I saw her first. Yeah, but she smiled at me. So maybe she thinks you're funny looking. Uh-huh. I'm in love again. Well, I guess she wouldn't go for a guy like me anyway. Let's make our move. When? Right now. But what about me? Oh, young love. 
Um, so the funny thing about I don't know, that what song he's singing, the crooner song, I'm in love again. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the funny thing about that exchange is when the girls are looking back, they think they're talking about the opposite guy than who they're actually talking about. Right. Yeah, I remember. So that's kind of funny. But the guys are, yeah. both of them are just like, oh, we both like that girl. So that plays mm-hmm. a thing later, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they they all, they both plan. Um, the guys are like, they'll follow us off the bus and we'll talk to them. And then the girls are like, they'll stay on the bus and we'll talk, we'll turn around and blah, blah, blah. But neither of those plans work. Right. So we get this. Well, there goes my last chance for happiness. Hey, 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 hey. I don't want to hear that kind of talk. We have the whole day ahead of us. We're going to have adventure. We're going to have laughs. And you know why? Because we are men of action. So, uh, what are we men of action going to do? Well, buddy, I'm talking about something that starts with an F and ends with a K. Does it have a U in it? It most certainly does. I just thought how homoerotic that all was. <laughs> it's like, hey, buddy, we're going to do something today, you and me. Or, or like, we're going to do something. Starts with the F, ends with the K. Then his friend's like, is there a U you know the in it? Context, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, yes, there is. That's we're going to have gay sex. All right, so, uh, <laughs> so they go to the fun park. That's the F and the K part. Um, and so do Debbie and Angie. And then they eventually meet it up again, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, oh, but there's this little thing that <clears throat> Jack and David do with a, uh, uh, what are they called? Going down in the sewer? Yeah. Manhole? Yeah, where they go. Or the uh, yeah, uh, water fountain. So they um, look up yeah. where people are drinking water and they can see up skirts, which is kind of, you know, insidious, but, you know, whatever. But they get their comeuppance later when a dog pisses down it. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, they're down, somehow they're down in the sewer looking up. Yeah, and they're great in looking at women. Yeah. So obviously Jack knows about all the good spots because he works there. <laughs> I know all the good pervert spots. Yeah. All right. Starts he with knows K. everything. Okay. Um, you know what this movie reminds me of? I don't want to get off track right right away too much. What? It reminds me, you know, minus the conflict of the Diamond Thieves, it, remi- it, it seems like this movie's kind of been remade in spirit in, uh, you ever see Adventureland, the new movie, newer movie? Um, no. No, I've uh, never seen it. It, it kind of reminds me of Adventureland. You, you'll have to see Adventureland. It's uh, probably just another not. movie. It's, you know, Young Love takes place in an amusement park. Would I actually like it though? Is it like a mainstream movie or? Yeah, no, it is. I, I think you would like it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I think it's got that guy from uh, oh, what was he? Uh, Scott Pilgrim and the. Uh, are you talking about World or whatever? Are you talking about Zombieland? No, 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 not Zombieland. Adventureland. Okay. I'll watch Zombieland though. There's there's a movie <laughs> called Adventure. Uh, no, I, I've seen Zombieland, yeah. All right. So, um, so they meet up with the girls and they, you know, pick who they want and blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of gets reversed around on them. Um, let's see. I got 
here we go. Here's a clip with Jack, and I think this is right after they got pissed on by the dog, so. Now, what do women want more than anything else? Sex? Attention. They love to be pursued. Now you said you gotta be aggressive. You gotta show them who's in control. I know this stuff. When they say no, they really mean yes. And remember that. I read somewhere that girls Forget like about it. This isn't the kind of stuff you can learn from books. You gotta be experienced. Let's go. <laughs> you can't learn how to force yourself upon a woman through a book. <laughs> you got experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jack's a little... He doesn't really know. I mean, he acts like he's like, you know, a macho guy, but he's really just a big dork. Um... Let's see what else. Uh, oh, yeah, so that's what the guys think, or what Jack thinks, and I'll see what the girls think. What do men want more than anything else? Mm. Attention? Sex. Mm. Then let's give them some. Oh, we don't want to make it too easy. They like it when it's hard. We like it when it's hard, too. Debbie, <laughs> difficult. First thing you do is make them laugh. It always works. Well, hello, ladies. <laughs> See what I mean? My associate and I were wondering if you two lovely ladies might like to join us on a nice romantic ride. <laughs> and what's more romantic than bumper cars? <laughs> Am I right, man? I right. Yeah, that, that is weird. That they, the first thing they do is go to a bumper cars. So. <laughs> Let's get some neck trauma. Oh, I know why this movie reminds reminds me of Adventureland. Adventureland's a 2009 movie, but it's supposed to be set in the summer of 1987. Oh, oh, are you talking about that Johnny Knoxville movie? No, that's Adventure Park. No, 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 no. Okay. It's got Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Kristen Stewart. Huh. Well, you'll just have to see it sometime. L look it up. Yeah, I mean, it's on cable or whatever. <laughs> cable? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on cable. <laughs> do, I sound, do I sound old? What are you saying? <laughs> no. I know what cable was. <laughs> All right. Um, let's switch, uh, guys. All right, here, let me... Oh yeah, so they go, go, go rent it at, at, at Blockbuster. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me get my time machine. Um, so <laughs> they both are the ladies and the guys both kind of figure out that they're going for the wrong person, so they try the other one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Heavy, where yeah, are yeah, you? Heavy, what's wrong? Yep. Did you get sick? Yeah, I'm getting sick of being bumped all the time. Debbie, do I detect a note of hostility towards your best friend? I don't have a best friend. A best friend wouldn't try to steal the man of my dreams away from me. What? You like Jack? I thought you liked his friend, the little guy. What's his name? I thought you liked the little guy. No, I like Jack. But if you like him, you take him. He's just another guy. I don't mind, really. Doesn't matter now. I don't really care anymore. Debbie, let's not let a guy come between us. We've been friends too long for that. So you take Jack. No, you take him. He obviously likes you better. 
And maybe the little guy's not so bad after all. You didn't go after the blonde. What happened? Who said I'm supposed to go after the blonde? Why not? You two have a lot in common. Both have funny hair. But I like Angie. But Angie's obviously mad about me. Yeah, I noticed. Come on, vacant old buddy. Cheer up. Blonde is cute, full of life. Probably an absolute monster in bed. How can you tell that? Are you kidding? Look at the way she's dressed. <laughs> she's dying to get laid. Yeah? Just remember, no means yes. Maybe she likes the intellectual thing. Sure she does. She'll probably fuck your brains right out. <laughs> Take a shot at it. I don't like to think too much about things. I like to be impulsive, do things, you know? Hey, let's go, huh? What do you have to do to get smashing around here? Lovely view from up here, isn't it? Come on, let's rock it. Rock it! Hey, what's the matter? Aren't you having any fun? <laughs> that looks like fun. Let's do that. I messed my hair. You scared? Be serious. I thought you were going to play the whole movie there. I thought you were <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the He's playing this whole movie. We're, we're <laughs> well, the rest of Retro Retro is this film. <laughs> well, I like people. I like to let people hear the actual thing instead of my stupid voice saying it. So, uh, uh, obviously, Jack misinformed David on how women are. So, I think here's another long sound clip. <laughs> I'll let go if you let go. You let go first. Okay, here goes. One, two, three. But I thought no meant yes. No, no means no. Hmm, I've been misinformed. Hey, Angie, wake up! tried to rape me on the roller coaster. He did? He was an animal, pulling at me, slobbering like a fiend. Really? I never want to see him again as long as I live. Oh, you're absolutely right. The man is an animal, a pig. You said girls wanted to be taken? I thought they did. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, no shit. I thought I was doing great with Angie, but then she exploded. You do any better with Debbie? We were locked in an embrace for about five minutes, if that gives you any idea. Well, at least one of us did all right. <laughs> I doubt if Angie will ever talk to me again. Really? Never talk to you again? Listen, Jack. Why don't you take a shot at death? Help you get over this traumatic Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, they go after the other... Switch it, and then um, that's when they encounter the bad guys because uh, Jack had won both the girls' mouse stuffed animals, and when the um, the crooks came back, they tried to get as many as they could. And um, there's a couple scenes in the movie where they're because they had put one, 
in the top rack. Yeah. The top spot. They put the mouse in the top spot, and so in it, they went to get that one, and it wasn't there. So now they had to get all the mice. Yep. Because they can't find the diamond that they hid. Yes. In so. The stuffed mouse. <laughs> so they uh, <laughs> they um, they're going across the whole park and trying to find every mouse they can. And there's a couple scenes where they are they uh put their like there's like a family sitting on a bench and like you see a hand come up and take the mouse and cut it and then put it back and it's all like misformed uh, deformed and all that and then there's another scene where yeah. there, a hook yeah. a hook comes down to pick it up but it picks up the little bait or the daughter yeah. instead that's kind of funny oh, oh yeah, the other kid yeah yeah some humorous things like that yeah. but then the crooks do f- stumble upon um uh, uh, David and Angie, where uh, David they take Angie's mouse forcefully, and David tries to fight you know the tiny guy. And that's when um, Jack and um, Angie or uh, Jack and Debbie find uh, come back to meet them. Blah blah, blah. And, th- and that's when it all the chase ensues, and then you get a lot of crazy through the park yeah, kind of. Stuff, sass, slapstick nonsense, and sliding around with oil and stuff like that. Yeah, that part's pretty funny. The break dancing part where the crooks are they're trying to get off this platform, but like there's oil on it, so they're just slipping around. Looks like they're break dancing (laughs) or trying to, but um, yeah, so then uh, what happens? Oh, yeah, so then I didn't think it was was funny, but sophomoric funny, you know what I mean? It was like it was aimed at a younger audience, I think. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what this movie is. It's just really sophomoric, so the whole thing, yeah. yeah. The whole- so, um, eventually, oh, well, there's this uh, there's this uh, detective that comes in, and uh, Jack and the, the kids get pulled into the office, and Jack pretty much stalls. So he's he's getting interviewed by the um, detective yeah. because his fingerprints were on the case, so they think that he might have stole the diamond. So. And he's just trying to stall. And, like, his boss knows. Like, his boss sitting there with him. And his boss is just kind of like, oh, my God. He's. You'd have to see it to really understand it. But, um, so, in lieu of that, the girls and uh, David are off trying to find the crooks. And they do. And they finally get the diamond back and all that kind of stuff. So, um, basically, the end of the movie it's it's the end of summer and everyone's you know, everything's winding down and the ticket and here's the, here's the ironic thing is when the the crooks get taken by the the police they're in the back of the squad car but earlier in the night the uh, the big guy he bought a ticket for the to win the diamond and when they're in the squad car the the narrator is rumbling off the numbers from the ticket and the big guy looks at his ticket. And he's like, "Hey, boss! Yeah. Hey, boss!" And he's like, giving him the ticket to the boss. He's like, "Hey, look, we." And he's like, "I don't want to hear anything about it." And he rips up the ticket and throws it out the window. So, ironically, they would have won the diamond anyways. So, wah, wah, wah. Yes, that that is actually kind of a, right. That's the kind of a funny twist. So Ooh. then, um, it ends. It but, ends. But would they really have? You don't. Know, I mean, thinking like an adult suddenly, I'm like, wait a minute. They went honor that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, the thing you just tried to. After you tried to steal it. Not just steal, but you actually. <laughs> you the guys. <laughs> tried to kill people over this. Yeah. So attempted murder yeah. as well. So. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, you can have it. (laughs) So we have to ban you. (laughs) You want it fair and square. Oh, but what about the taxes you got to pay on? You want it, but it's void. (laughs) You ever hear hear of that? Like when people go on game shows and shit and they like win cars, but they can't take it because like they have to pay way too more, way like more in taxes to like accept it or something like that. Right. They can't, they can't afford the taxes on it, on the winnings. Right. Yeah. Heard of stuff like that. It's fucking weird, man. That should be like in the contract in the first fucking place. Like that should be an expense. Anyway. So yeah. All right. So the ending, um, basically Jack ends up with Angie and David ends up with, no, Jack ends up with Debbie and Angie ends up with Jack or David. And it's the end of the movie, and they're up in the, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like some kind of like ski lift ride. And uh, Jack and Angie are just like, you know, or Jack and Debbie, sorry, they're just like, yeah, I never made it up here before, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're just talking about how David and Angie would never do anything like this. And then it pans over to their uh, their ride, and this is rocking back and forth. So obviously they're doing the fuck. Oh, yeah. But it's also playing yeah. that that awesome. Let the music play. It won't get away. Whatever fucking song that is. Let me see if I have right. it. <laughs> Let the music <laughs> play. Where is it, Shannon? Yeah, here it is. Yes. Well, it, it opens up kind of a cool R and B tune. Uh, no. You mean the the Muddy Waters song? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the blues, uh, yeah. I was going to clip that, but I was like, I hate blues, so no. I'll just let people listen to it themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But here's... I like it. I thought it was kind of... I know you would. Wait, is this it? Yeah. There we go. Here's the good shit. Wait. Come on! <laughs> Here we go. Let the music play. Whoa. <laughs> there, there's Let the music play. <laughs> Miss Piggy's rendition. They were on MTV. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta... so, so the moral is no means no. Is this what I'm supposed to understand from this movie? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the no whole point of the no. movie. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. So huh. it's a very good. Okay. Uh, Morality, morality play here. Um, all right, so um, I don't know. It's just a fun, stupid hey, movie. What was the arcade game in this movie? Remember, remember they go to an arcade in there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They play a couple games. Are you talking about the? I can't remember what the arcade game. Are you talking about the uh, sharpshooter one or the um, the draw? I I, should, I remember a video the game. Duel? They're playing a video game. I don't remember what it was. Oh, I don't know. Pat might know. <laughs> You'd probably know without even seeing it. It's like oh, they were playing Zaxxon. All right. Anyway, so there's a there's a website that lists every video game that's in movies oh and which boy. movies they're in. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, digital skin or something like that, or like not Mister Skin. It's like anyway. Okay, um, I got to piss really bad. So can you uh, talk about some of your endeavors really quick, and then w- when I come back, we'll talk about. Oh, we'll, you mean- We'll rate it. You're going to go do something while I'm talking? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, what do you want me to talk about? Like something I've done? Yeah, talk about yourself. Talk about your albums I and where you can find okay. your radio station all that. I'm going to be right back. <laughs> all right. I just did a show called Shockwaves and Shrunken Heads, episode 75, The Monsters from Outer Space Special, which I co-hosted with Sherry Corleone from Rotterdam, in the Netherlands, in the Netherlands there. And uh, she's a host of It's Monsters Meeting Time, which is kind of a cool rock and roll show, garage rock, and uh, some surf music and some blues and other stuff. And, uh, and yeah, that was what we did. And it was kind of a cool special, just played on Radio Lux. So if you do a Google search, get out your Google machine, Look up Radio Lux, and uh, you can find us. Um, it, it, it's only streaming now. Normally, our Shockwaves and Shrunken Head shows are archived at uh, Mixcloud. Mixcloud.com. Um, I just did an album called... Music for Spaceports, Ambient 5, or I should say Ambient 5, Music for Spaceports, a sequel to the Ambient 1 through 4 series that was produced and in some cases performed by Brian Eno. And uh, it was kind of cool. It was kind of fun, little project. This is, of course, unofficial. I mean, you know. I'm just doing a sequel to his four CDs, albums, whatever you want to say. I didn't ask for permission. I didn't ask, hey, can I put out Ambient 5 now that you put out Ambient 1 through 4? I just did it. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe some lawyer is going to tell me I shouldn't have done that. Maybe it's fine. I don't know. Are you there, Raven? That's a long-ass piss. Did you really go take a piss? Two hours and 20 minutes of talking. So far, the two of us. Um, what else am I up to? I've got some weird albums coming out in the future. Merlin's Donut is a title. I've been working on this album called Circles. That's just Pat Thomas and I from uh, Church of the Nine Candles. It's going to be a Church of the Nine Candles album, but it's just featuring Pat and I doing all the music. We're just doing nine tracks, and uh, it's all us um, doing our weird keyboard stuff. He just got a new studio set up, and um, so he's going to have a new sound. Oh, are you back? Yes. I hear you. <laughs> All right. I was I was I was running out of steam. Oh really? You're not gonna talk about your seventeenth like, album? Normally I can just rap a lot all day, but I, I'm just kinda tired, I think, today. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I, was, I I worked on my tan a little bit. <laughs> I told you earlier I went jogging. Yeah. And I hadn't jogged in two years. And I, I did like three miles or so. So and I, I couldn't stop because of the mosquitoes were so thick. 
<laughs> on the trail here by the river. So next uh, time I'm going to bring, you know, spray some DEET on me. <laughs> some DDT. All right. Um, okay. So pure DEET. what do you, what do you, what would you rate breaking all the rules? rank that's uh, a tough one it's like this is an entertaining movie to watch i don't know if i'd watch it again and again it's mm-hmm. I, I i don't really care for the plot driving like it's i like watching the teenage characters running around the park doing their thing mm-hmm. as teenagers and you know just general shenanigans but i'm not the, the thing i i get lost in in this movie is i don't at all care about the diamond plot <laughs> the whole diamond thing it's like, you know, I know this is this is the conflict. This is what's driving the story, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? like, like, okay, yeah, not not because it's unrealistic. I mean, you know, could have been any prize, I guess, that the park's offering. But <laughs> a new car, diamonds, a bit excessive, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you see how big that diamond is? Like, really, a diamond that size? You know how much that thing would be worth? <laughs> it's yeah. Exactly. So what do you yeah. rank it? Uh, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a two. Two? Wow. Two and a half, maybe. Maybe, right. maybe two and a half. All right. You know, because I could watch those girls all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel, too. Um, I, I'm going to give it a four. It's not... I mean, it would be a five if, I don't know, there's just something missing to me. I mean, maybe maybe if there was m- better music. I, like, oh, yeah. I like the music in it, but I feel like if there was just a little bit more, like something that was just a little more catchy, you know, it would have been perfect. So I'm going to give it a four. Um, yeah, like you were saying, I, the actresses are beautiful and i i don't mind like like everyone in the movie was acted pretty well and like i was saying about that jack character his he he's a good actor like i don't i've not seen any of his other movies like i know he's done a lot i I think the last thing he did was like in the 90s though so or i don't know he hasn't done something in a while so but if you do get a chance check out the ultimate weapon i think it's on tubi so it's that hulk hogan movie but he he's the fucking star of that movie uh, Jack or the Carl Moreau <laughs> or whatever. So, um, yeah. So a four. Really? Yeah. He steals the spotlight from Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I, I swear, dude, he, he's awesome wow. in that movie. All right. No, I believe you. I, I, I just, I never seen any, I haven't seen a single Hulk. How many Hulk Hogan movies are there? Uh, 10 ish, maybe, maybe less, maybe more, not too many, but I mean, he's got his classics, but then there's I'm like the 90s that ones. These movies came out when I was in the Air Force, <laughs> the black hole period of my time frame from like 1988 to 1992. Yep, that's when Hulk Hogan was there. You didn't pay that much attention to pop culture. You missed Hulk Hogan, dude. No. Sorry. But now you got John Cena, so. I missed the Hulk Hogan phenomenon of films. I mean, I was aware of him, but as a wrestler. Yeah. All right, who cares? All right. So snap a new slim Jim. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what else. Um, I don't really have many plugs. I know I always do, but I, I always forget. Um, check out tales from the podcast. It's a podcast about tales from the crypt. I primarily it's about the TV show. So I, I think they, they review, um, the show, uh, check them out. They're, they're awesome. Um, 
uh, Trick or Treat Radio. I think they're still doing it. I don't, I don't know. I haven't listened in a while. Um, man, there's something else I just... Oh, yeah. So YouTube. Um, uh, there's a guy named uh, Jamie Deluxe. Check him out. Um, there's a guy named Camelot3321 or something like that. He's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I don't really have a whole lot of plugs right now. Uh, Who's Jamie Deluxe? Well, what is that? What are you talking about? What's that? He uh, he does videos where he um, he does deep research into like old past Hollywood um, anomalies, if you will, or like uh, he just exposes things like the whole Nickelodeon um, thing with Dan Schneider. I don't. If anybody knows who Dan Schneider is, he w- he was the fat guy and the head of the class. Um, show ancient show from the eighties, but. Also, he was in a few movies. Um, I remember because it had the WKRP in Cincinnati guy on it, Ron. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, um, Johnny Fever. Yes, man. Yep. Johnny yeah, Fever, he was yeah. the yeah he was the uh, the teacher. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, he he just the Jamie Deluxe guy does videos about that stuff, and there's like this website that he does um, some decoding of. It's this uh, website called Crazy Days and Nights. Which is an entertainment, which is a, it's a website for entertainment lawyers where they, they uh, talk about their cases, but they do it in code or like they, if you can figure out who they're talking about, then kudos to you. But they give you little clues and blah, blah, blah. But Jamie, he sits there, uh, he's done like the footwork and it's really amazing how like he's, you know, just from internet resources and, and looking back at old video footage and all that kind of stuff, he sits and does it and you know, kudos to that guy, you know, so check him out. Um, he's been banned a couple times because he's been telling the truth about things. So YouTube doesn't like that kind of thing. All right. So other than that, um, you know, there's a bunch YouTube of other things. Like yeah. That's why they censor things, dude. They've censored so many people over the years. <laughs> like it's, it's so weird. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yes, Ken. It's true. If you need proof, I'll show you. All right. So <laughs> that's about it. Um, end of the show. Oh, um, I was did I did I plug Larry Wessel's movie last time I talked to you? The do we talk yeah, about Larry Wessel? Uh, you plugged it a couple shows Alice before, but you can do it again. Yes, go for it. Oh, oh. Well, I, I just want to say you know Larry Wessel's. Palace of Wonders is a pretty cool show. I uh, recently got a copy of it. I liked it. And uh, Google it. Go look it up. He's got a big cartel store. I think it's Wesselmania at Big Cartel. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't. I might be giving away the wrong website, so maybe I should just shut up. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should shut up. You should All just right. shut up. All right, let's end the show. Um so, signing off, oh. I'm Raven. Oh, shit, where is it? Raven J. Oh, and the lunatic fringe, Ken. I was <laughs> and still am. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>